Hey everyone, welcome to Out of My Head Podcast. Our objective of this podcast is to inspire and encourage our listeners to think outside of our heads, looking into our mental health and having conversations that allow us to understand trauma and why we do what we do as humans, how we can move forward and rewrite our stories, diving deep into coping with the demands of everyday life. My name is Jessica. I'm from Orange County, California. I was born and raised, and I've been studying mental health for a year and a half. I also assist Moana with the Fit Sistership Mental Health Program. Yes, thank you. Uh, my name is Moana Westerland, born and raised in Long Beach, California. I have been in the mental health field for 15 plus years. I'm, I'm currently a, a certified life coach and uh, continuing to educate myself as an advocate for those who need help in the mental health field. I work with developmental disabilities um, with group homes and um, I enjoy what I love. I love and enjoy what I do. I'm starting to get tongue twisted. <laughs> and yes, I know, right? <laughs> And um, I also work currently with Fit Sistership um, as their mental health advocate. So how we met is I was part of the Fit Sistership program and I had heard from Moana's sister Bree that her sister was doing mental health and that she was a therapist. So I decided to have a session or book a session with Moana. And at the time I was also seeing another therapist, but because I was so surprised and amazed that there was another Polynesian person that was into mental health and it's a therapy, I decided to book a session with Moana because we both have similar backgrounds in our culture, um, similar upbringing. And so I just felt that I could feel seen, heard, and valued with someone from my background that understood me as a person and where I was coming from. And so our first session, our I met Moana. Session, yeah. <clears throat> so, um, as she said, I am an advocate for mental health. I have been for 15 years and through the Fit Sistership Program, which is uh, founded by my sister, we saw the need of women needing mental health support, yeah. not just physical health, but also the fact of like, yeah, we need help in working out, in eating, and in... um other areas but we started to see that mental health was something that the women really needed yeah. and um, because I've been in the field for so long she then opened up another branch right mm -hmm. to help support the women in every area I met Jess um, I think it was it your first year being a fit sister yeah, it was my first year being a fit sister um, yeah it was yeah, and what we do is we do um, checkups so we have the program, we do the six-week program, and we do the first checkup, which is to welcome everyone, let them know yeah. about the programs. And then the third week, we do a follow-up checkup. And yes. during that time, Jess reached out. Um, it was anonymous. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It was. It was not. <laughs> it was, and um, and uh, we booked our first session, and she actually took a trip. It yeah to during the trip right so i took a trip to hawaii and i had booked my first session with moana and i was debating if i should just cancel this trip or cancel the session because i'm like you know when you go on vacation you want to make sure that you're just at ease and you're enjoying your own company and your own time and it's funny because even moana had suggested that too she's like well do you want to cancel 
because you're going on vacation. But at the time, I was going through a really dark time. I feel like this is the time where my mental health was spiraling. This trip was actually meant for two people. And so there was a lot of things that were happening at the time, um, even relationships with my family that weren't doing well. So I was just in a really dark time. And so I just told myself that I needed to go on this trip, whether or not it was with someone or, or not. And so I decided to still keep that session with Moana because I felt like that was going to be a good push for me. And I knew that she was probably going to challenge me and push me to do things on my own. So I decided to go on this trip and we had our first session. And the first day that you got there? It was my very first day that I got there. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah was, I was surprised as well too. Like she, I, we said, we set up a time. Yeah. Uh, we met and um, then, cause I knew she was going to be in Hawaii, but I didn't realize it was the day that she arrived. Right. Yeah. That our session had yeah. happened. And so, I mean, you know what? Things worked out amazing, of course. And I was so grateful for her because girl, when I was boarding the plane, I was bawling my eyes out. I was literally looking outside of the window, like just looking at the water and I was looking at the plane and I saw people bored with their family. I saw people with their husbands, with their kids. And I'm just like, what am I doing here by myself? And you know, as society, they paint you this timeline that you need to be at this, you need to be with someone at this time in your life. You need to be married. You need to have your kids. So here I was on this plane. I was literally just bawling my eyes out, like asking God, like, why am I here? I should probably just go home, but it was already too late. <laughs> I was already on the plane. Yeah, I was there. And so I decided to get on the plane, like I said, bawling. And then so funny that right before our session, the Uber driver he knows my best friend's husband's family and he started getting emotional because That's he's from Orange lines. County. Yeah. <laughs> he's from Orange County. Yeah, he was from Orange County. And so he just started tearing up. He's like, can we please take a picture? Can you please take a picture of us together and send it to, you know, my best friend's husband's family that he knows back home well, in Orange County. And then that's when I had my session with Moana. And that really put me at ease because one thing that really stood out to me with Moana, she said, sis, that's your, that's your, those are your people. You should feel so much at home. Mm -hmm. And what did you tell me? You told me to go out there and find my mana. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm big on that. Um, and I know sometimes when we're disconnected from the world yeah, because of everything else that gets us clouded, social media, work, sometimes our own environment, our family, our friends, we need to disconnect in order for us to reconnect. Yeah, And there was no better place to do that than it was in Hawaii. It's not Samoa, but mm -hmm. it's the closest thing. It's basically, you know, the same thing to me. Yeah. And I shared with her like, you know, sis, it's meant for you to be there. You're there to find your mana. And we as people, especially we live in the mainland, we tend to be disconnected from our mana. Yeah. You know, and our mana is our spirit. It's from our ancestors. And the whole time she was like oh i love that word sis i'm like yeah sis, use it like use it because really the more that you claim that you're searching for your mana your people your ancestors they're gonna come they're gonna yeah. come they're gonna support you they're gonna bring people to you you know what i mean and whether we find that in our ancestors or in god we all have mana yeah you know especially people of the south pacific like i always say that yeah and so we created an itinerary for her while she was yes. there to um search for the just that was within her in hawaii yeah. right 
and uh, the itinerary included a lot of things that she was uncomfortable with. Um, (laughs) I think one of them, I was like, go out and have dinner by yourself. And she's like, sis, no, I was going to stay inside the hotel the whole time. I was really (laughs) so tempted to just stay. Mind you, I didn't rent a car, so I had to Uber everywhere. I was, well, and it's a good thing that I was in Waikiki, so everything was walking distance. Yeah, so Moana had challenged me. She's like, sis, if you go over there, if you're out there and you're not going to do anything, what would you have what's the point then you should have just stayed home i'm like yeah and so yeah she challenged me to first take myself on a date go to lunch go to dinner by yourself and i was just like okay so i did that and i documented everything i i went to i don't even remember honestly i can't remember the name i think my nerves were so high that i was just like okay restaurant right across the street let's just go do it orders order yeah, right order something or else i'm going back <laughs> so yeah. so i just sat there and i just you know for once i just sat there and listened to myself think right and for once i felt confident again and then because of that confidence i decided okay what else can i do next by myself <laughs> right the next day i decided okay i'm gonna go zip lining by myself I booked the zip lining. I did the zip lining. I went and I met amazing people from California who were just like, hey, come with us. You want to come zip lining? Let's go horseback riding. Let's do everything. Let's do the quadding, which I didn't get to do because it was packed and busy. But I met so many people. And then the hotel that I was staying at, I met people from Europe. We were talking the whole night. We were laughing. And then that trip, when I went back home, there was a guy that was Armenian. He was we had similar interests and beliefs and we we're just comparing and that lasted five hours through the whole flight. But you know what? I, I was at a time, you know, I was in a place where I was just not, you know, I didn't want to date anybody. Yeah. I was, that was so far from my mind because my only thing was just to heal and to love myself again. Mm-hmm. And that was something that I learned is I'm just like, I feel like the reason why I was put in certain situations is because I had a lack of self-love. And when you have a lack of self-love, you're giving the opportunity for people, Uh things to cross your boundaries Mm -hmm. when you don't have any. And that gives people the opportunity to take advantage of you. Mm -hmm. And so I just was like, (laughs) let me just self-reflect. Let me just take this time to heal and really just build self-awareness. And what is it like to date me? Right. Mm -hmm. What's it like? If you're going to date someone, what's it like to date you? Yeah. And you know what is funny is it's so scary for a lot of people to even utter those words like dating myself. Who does that? Right. But at the end, how are we as individuals supposed to know how someone else is supposed to date us if we don't know how to date ourselves? And as cliche as it may sound, especially with everybody talking about you know, women supposed to do this, men supposed to do that. A lot of the times that comes from an insecurity place when you're looking at the opposite sex. Yeah. Oh, well, how come you're not doing this for me? How come you're not? Well, do you even know what you really want? Mm -hmm. And so learning our five languages is very important because you don't apply it with the person that you're with. You apply it with yourself first in order for you to know how it looks like because your quality time may not look like my quality time. My mm-hmm. physical touch may not yeah. look like your physical touch. And so starting from the basic of what love language is, understanding that. And also, I always tell people how you give is not how you receive. 
Yes. People get that mixed up a lot of the times where they're like, well, I like to give acts of service, but when somebody does something for me, I get irritated. Well, then that's not what you like to receive. Maybe you like to receive gifts and that's okay. You know, and in that, when, you know, you reached out to me, I remember the one thing that in my mind was like, okay, well, she needs to reconnect with herself. Yes. And being able to reconnect with herself, she needs to to start doing things for herself by herself right because a woman or a a person individually male or female when they can learn how to be by themselves they're untouchable because then it doesn't bother you to Mm -hmm. be want to be with someone else when you see everybody else like you said you got on the plane yeah and you were like oh my gosh these people are coming with their other half yeah or I see families and here I am by myself, right? right? You tend to be like, oh, I feel sorry for myself. Yeah. I'm still going to take that. I'm still going to go. And then you start realizing when you do start dating yourself and you do go bungee jumping and you do zip lining mm-hmm. and you go on the dates by yourself, you get back on that plane feeling like, wait, I accomplished a lot and I did it on my own. Yeah. That feeling is you not just gaining your um, self-confidence, but that mana came back. Yes. That spark, that fire just got ignited again. And that was the beginning of a beautiful journey. And as we continue to go, we still mm-hmm. heal. Yeah. There's never a point where it's like, oh, I'm so fully healed. Like I'm ready for the world because we still grow and mm-hmm. we still learn. Um, and as long as we're continuing to be open-minded about learning and receiving, we know then we continue to grow into better people. You know, we're not going to be the best ever. And yeah. there's never like an ending. Right. Where it's like, okay, the only time it's ending is when you're like in the afterlife. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. That, that determines where I you know. And even where then, you've been good at, there. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. But most of the time, like, uh, we're always evolving to be better people yeah. in everything, in every age, um, every obstacle that mm-hmm. we go through. We add on more things to change our personality, our environment, to change our boundaries. Yeah. And so encouraging people to always take the love language quiz, right? Because mm-hmm. it allows you to understand what it is. And people think you take it once in your life and that's it. And I'm like, wait, mm, well, <laughs> that's so okay. That's funny that she said that because two years ago, my love language was gift giving. And I'm not going to lie. I was like, I kind of felt like it was materialistic. I was like, what gift giving? Like, you know, but that can be in so many different ways. Right. It's, uh, you know, it's expression. You know, you're showing like if someone loves, for example, my cousin's birthday, she loves Disney. And I saw this bag and I was like, oh, my gosh, she would love this because that's what she loves. And so but then it's crazy because. I did take the test yesterday again just Mm because I was curious and my love language changed to quality time Mm -hmm. and I believe the reason why is because so many things have happened like my uncle passing away where I feel like now quality time is my biggest thing that I want Mm -hmm. more than anything so it's just so crazy how you said (laughs) you only take it but you you know as you evolve your love language your needs change even if like say for instance I always say even like in the beginning of a marriage right yeah like when you're dating there's stiff there, there's phases there's stages right mm-hmm. when you're dating to get to know each other it's all honeymoon phase yeah and then you go through that other uh you know like are we still gonna last phase and yeah. then if it even carries on to like okay we're getting married and then you move in together and that that's a di- so there's so many different phases in our lives which means that 
everything changes. We change as individuals. We learn, right? Some qualities, they don't just fall off. They just don't be, they're just not as significant as other ones because we've matured in life or um, different obstacles have come. Like you said, your uncle had passed. So then quality time really sticks out Mm -hmm. to you more than gift giving. Yeah. And so I always encourage people to take the love language test if they feel that they're in a different stage in their life. And if you don't know if you are, take the test. Yeah. Yeah. If you have to question yourself in that, take the test. Um, and even if, say, for instance, the number changes as mm-hmm. far as like um, you scored 23 percent, you yeah. know, um, and now the next time you take it, uh, you score 15 percent. It doesn't mean that you've lost it. It just mm-hmm. means that another one is more um, important than yeah. that one. You know, and having a balanced love language is important, but without being able to communicate that with Mm -hmm. yourself and an individual, you cannot know how to give it out, right? You cannot know or expect them to know what it is just because you go, okay, this is a piece of paper. These are my love languages. So I expect you to do this, (laughs) right? If you haven't practiced it on yourself. And so I say that a lot because... Um, when people go, well, mine's is quality time, you know, and I'm like, but what does your quality time look like? Mm-hmm. And they're like, um, well, <laughs> and I'm like, you know, <laughs> they do though. They start yeah. thinking about it, and I'm like, well, because some people, their quality time maybe we're just in the same room, we don't have to talk, yeah. but I see you, you see me, and we're good. And that's good enough where somebody else is like, no, I want you to come sit next to me. I want us to watch a movie. I want us to talk. That's also quality time, just in a different form, you Mm -hmm. know? And so when you can understand what that looks like to you, it's easier for you to recognize that and tell someone what that looks like for you. Right. Especially in a relationship. But if you're not having those conversations with yourself, we can't expect somebody else to do that for us. Yeah. Yeah. And that trip really changed me because now I love going to the movies by myself. I take myself to lunch. I go to like my spot and I, I love spending time with myself. Like that's something that I value so much, but I think it's also important to note that self-love can also be bad for you in a way, right? Where you're always depending, not like, how do you phrase that? To where you're so dependent on yourself to where you shut people out. So that's so, okay. Self-love, there's never anything wrong with self-love. Yeah. Self-love is something, okay. There's a, there's a, <laughs> yeah. Because people are going to be like, wait, I'd be self-loving myself too much, right? <laughs> yeah, there's but nothing in a way wrong. where you're blocking out people, how would you phrase that? Because I feel like I'm trying to phrase it in a way where, Yeah, I don't no, know. there's nothing wrong with self-love, but you also have to understand boundaries. Yes, right? there you go. Being able to, to have self-love for yourself is okay, however the way that looks. Yeah. But then also understanding and knowing like, hey, am I ready to step out there? You know, is yeah. my, have I created the, appropriate boundaries yeah for people not to come in or for me to recognize like okay i see this how am i going to go about delivering it to them in words that they understand like right now i love you but i'm going to love you from a distance yes because i need the space for myself right that's still practicing Mm self-love with having boundaries and respect for the other yeah. person too. Cause somebody might be like, well, I don't know. Like we just stopped talking. Yeah. And that's where a lot of things fall out of place. Right. Cause people, 
Okay, so as people, we are very selfish. Yeah. We'd be like, it's about us. Well, they're not talking to us. I don't know why they're not talking to us. Every time I text, they don't text. You mm-hmm. know, those things. But we also have to understand, they might be going through something. So you got to get out of your head. Yeah. <laughs> get out of, that's that's what I'm podcast. saying. Get that's why. That's why. <laughs> get out of your head. <laughs> that was and, perfect. Right <laughs> and so with that, you know, understanding and knowing like what your boundaries are. And it's okay to let people know. Yeah. Now, whether they respect it, it or not, that's up to them. Um, but at least you come across to that, like, okay, well, you know what, right now, I just need space from everyone, yeah. not you individually, just just space. I'm in a place where I need to gather my thoughts. Mm-hmm. I need to create um, a different environment for myself so that I can be healthier, not just physically, yeah. but especially mentally, you know? And so, yeah, there's nothing wrong with loving yeah, yourself. That's what I meant. Love. <laughs> That's what I meant. I just didn't know how to phrase it. I'm like, how do I say? Yeah. (laughs) No, no. Everybody's going to be like, no, 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 no. I take that back. No, it's okay. The reason why why we're here is to love yourself. Yeah. Well, you know, and that's why like creating this podcast is important because just like how it's like, you know, we have been raised Mm -hmm. to know like being selfish is bad. Yeah. You know, like, especially as Polynesian people, you know, we give, 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 mm-hmm. but we give and we have nothing for ourselves at the yes, end. Yeah. And with that, you know, having this podcast is to bring awareness for everyone to understand and know, like, yeah, there's outlets. And sometimes, even when you're looking for an outlet and the person responds differently, mm-hmm. you can't blame them because they don't know how to go about it. Yeah. You know, we're not all educated in that field to be like, this is how you respond. This is what you do. But having outlets so that people can know and understand like, Hey, you know what? Um, I don't think my friend's doing well. You know, let me go ahead and see if somebody can reach out to them that knows yeah. a lot better than what I can offer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, even like you said, you know, with the earlier, like the self, so is that is that bad? Yeah, like, it's not bad. But sometimes, like I said, you think selfishly and people are like, oh, you're selfish. That's bad. Yeah. No, it's not bad to be selfish. Yeah. You know, and I think it's the word itself that allows mm-hmm. people to think that it's bad. But if it was a different word, yeah, which I don't know what the synonym is for selfish, but I'm sure Self-love. it's something. Of, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Self-love. That's a, yeah that's a i mean word. i think because you know like then then people create their own boundaries and yeah. what that looks like and there's nothing wrong with that yeah that's what it is boundaries yeah <laughs> boundaries are very important right because, yeah like if you think about it not having boundaries for yourself leaves it an open door for anything to come mm-hmm. in whether they yeah. attack you whether they love you and sometimes we get that mixed up Mm-hmm. You know, what may look like love is someone that really doesn't love us and they're there just to manipulate us into or out of loneliness. Yes, that's a big one is out of loneliness. Yeah, because of the fact that, you know, when you're down and out, it's easier you're looking for just anyone for comfort. Yeah, it yeah. is. And so being aware of those things are, are things that I think we just have to create better habits. In, yeah. You know, better to practice boundaries and boundaries for ourselves. Yeah. And that's, that's something that I'm, I'm learning is how to differentiate when someone sees value in you and knows that you can add to their life rather than out of loneliness. Yeah. That's something that, that I'm, that I've learned so much from previous experiences is just how to know when someone wants to invest in you when, you know, they see that you have value instead of, 
loneliness yeah and i think that's where you know going back to like dating yourself yeah that's where that comes in because then you can't give value to someone or expect someone to give you value if you don't know what value you have right you know because it always starts with yourself yeah everything that we do and so it's important to know and that's why dating yourself is important right yeah because then you know exactly like "Mm, you know what before you see the salad in front of him, but that's not what I want. Like I want a, <laughs> I want a Big Mac. <laughs> yeah, I want a Big Mac. You know, and it's okay double, double. to even talk to yourself in that sense. Yeah. Hi Sam. Hi Sam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so um, you know, like the love language testing is something I encourage everyone, and we're gonna go over that today. Yeah. To see like what our love languages are. Um. And then we can go a little bit into depth of what that Each love one. language looks like. Yeah. Okay. Um, did we want to do the test on here? Or I took mine yesterday just because oh, I wasn't. Did? Yeah. Because oh, I, I wasn't that. sure if we we're actually going to do it like live. Because <laughs> so, I, knew, I knew my phone was going to be right there. Well, let's. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Sorry. Here, Rosie, we're going to take our love language test. Did, when was the last time you took your test? <laughs> Let me send this to you. Hi, everyone. <laughs> I know. Yay. I, know. I love it. Yes. Thank you for joining us, though. Oh, like, of thank you, Rosie. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me, even though it's, we're recording in an undisclosed location. Um, and I just so happen to be <laughs> <Private> here. location. <laughs> I know. So, right now, we all know our love languages, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so what we're going to do now is kind of, if you guys don't mind, um, saying the percentage of what your love language was. If you remember it, I'm not sure. Um, And then we'll go over it on how it looks for us as an individual. And always remember how our love language looks to us may not be how we give or receive. So that's two different types of. um, Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I will go first. Okay. So I have where for me, and it changed in percentage wise. Okay. Quality time is at 29%. Mm-hmm. Then I have acts of service as 26. Uh, words of affirmation is 23. Mm-hmm. Um, physical touch is 13. And gift giving is 10. Nice. So yeah, it dramatically changed actually yeah. where my quality, uh, what is it? Quality time is really high. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's because if you know me, I never have time for a lot of things. Yeah. She's <laughs> I busy. work She's all the woman. time um, or I'm in other things, double dabbing into other things. So when I do give time to people, it's really important to me. Like I value like, okay, we're going to spend time with each other because I block yeah. it out. Right. Oh, same. So I'm like, okay, from this yeah. time and this time I'm, I'm busy because mm-hmm. I want to give that full attention to the person that I'm with. Yeah. at that time so yeah Love that's that. why i know now why quality time is important to me mm-hmm. that makes a lot of sense yeah yeah um I, i'll go yeah. um so <laughs> mine mine changed mine used to be gift giving two years ago mm-hmm. and that changed drastically and i know why um hawaii yeah mm-hmm. yeah yes hawaii <laughs> and also i believe it was the passing of my uncle right why mm-hmm. i value why i value time so much more so my number one was quality time and that was at 27 percent. Mm, and right. then i don't remember the other percentages but the second one after that was acts of service and then the third was um gift giving 
The fourth was words of affirmation. And the last one was physical touch. And I'm so surprised yeah. because it used to be gift giving and physical touch were my two top ones. Do you think it's ago. because to age? Because, girl, when I was younger, physical touch was everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Mm-hmm. But now I'm yeah. like, mm, I have this space and yeah. I don't want you to touch me no yes. more because I don't know what yeah. you bring to me or your intention. Energy transfer, you know what I'm saying? It does. Mm-hmm. Listen, I had to learn the hard way about energy transfer. <laughs> yes, me too. Okay. <laughs> we all did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was no fully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it's Living really learning. important to know, like, why it changed. Yeah. Right. And like you guys said, you, your trip to Hawaii, you, the Mm -hmm. experiences that you went through, me, age, you know, Mm -hmm. because not everyone's intentions are my intentions. Mm -hmm. And so, like, the value, and it doesn't mean like no one can come and touch me. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, sis, like, I don't want you to touch me. But it's more like, especially in a romantic way. Yeah. Right. Like, "Mm, you touching me because you want some, or you touching me because (laughs) we're going to get married. Because yeah. you respectfully or disrespectfully. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, because too, like my my whole mindset now is like I want to get married. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. my goal. So you're not just gonna touch me. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. Like, okay, what are your intentions behind that? Yeah. And I think that's why for me with physical touch, it's a lot less. Like yeah. I said, I think it was like 13%. Yeah. Because like if your intentions are just to hit it and quit it, it's not rolling that way. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if you're talking, if we're talking about marriage, oh yeah, you can touch me everywhere you yeah. want to touch me. You, <laughs> yeah. know, you my future husband. Yeah. yeah. But that hasn't happened yet. Right. And so now, you know, creating that boundary, that's where boundaries come in. Yes. Right? Like, okay, I, this is where I don't want you to cross over. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so. Sorry, I just popped doors here. Let me go. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> she can join us too. All right? <laughs> we got another guest. <laughs> oh, I love this. Oh, okay. Yeah, I feel so comfortable now. Okay. <laughs> I know, I do too. Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. I love it. Thank you, Rosie. Yeah. Yes, of course. Rosie. I think what helps too is the fact that it's in a house. Yes. So it's just like you're just chilling, exactly. talking to friends. But that's disclosed. <laughs> We're not in a house. We're not in a house. Yeah. We're in an <laughs> undisclosed location at a studio somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hi, sis. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just Aww. getting just added to you, and you're more than welcome to join us too. Yes. <laughs> Hi. We we. No, you you're can good? come join us too. Okay. <laughs> She's like, I'm gonna get ready for the one podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay back to what we were talking about yeah (laughs) no we were talking about um because you said yours is we were talking about quality time yes or just our percentages right Mm -hmm. and then i think it was your turn you said quality time was more higher physical touch now had changed a lot more Yep, that's changed a lot which yeah i understand why yeah (laughs) yeah quality time is at my highest right now but yeah and then Rosie, what is what did you get? So mine changed dramatically um, because my two years ago when I took the test, it was my primary was quality time and then physical touch. Now yeah. my primary is acts of service with twenty six percent, quality time with twenty three percent, physical touch with nineteen percent, gift giving with nineteen percent, and words of affirmation with thirteen percent. Oh, it's still pretty a good balance. Though. Yeah, it's still pretty high. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
like i i don't really care for gifts but like i noticed as of like that 13 uh, that 19 percent for gift giving mm-hmm. is a lot higher than it used to be because it used to that used to be my last one yeah but now i don't know maybe just because like men be buying me gifts now <laughs> like and you know people don't understand sometimes when you rate low on a specific mm-hmm. love language it's not because of the fact that you don't don't want it or mm-hmm. don't know how to give it it's because sometimes receiving is also uncomfortable for us yeah and so when it comes to gift giving like you said right a lot of the times when they would you just didn't know how to act just like mm, thank you and then you yeah. just shove it behind yeah. where now you're like wait thank you mm-hmm. like i really do appreciate that you and a mm-hmm. lot of the times it's because people are not just buying you gifts now they're yeah. buying you things that matter to you yes yes right and it's because of the fact that you're being more vocal with the things that you need just with friends it doesn't have to be in a romantic relationship yeah even with family mm-hmm. like for me if i say something and i forget about it of something that i need right and then somebody buys it for me there's more value in that yeah yes. you know like oh yeah i've been needing some tennis shoes to work out for how many years and i still use the old ones yeah and then out of nowhere somebody you know my sister or somebody will buy me a pair of tennis shoes and i'll be like thank you so much like i never take the time to do it for myself and when somebody does it for me with something that i needed it shows gesture of love from them to me and i know how to receive it Mm -hmm. you know and sometimes i think when we're younger when people just buy things Mm-hmm. it's like oh thank you and then you just mm. you don't value it <laughs> yeah. as much. no yeah. yeah but you know if it's something that you need and value then it means so much more yeah mm-hmm. and then you know some of us are great gift givers mm-hmm. and that's the way that we um that's the way that we <laughs> give love is by giving gifts yes sometimes that changes because we can give gifts and gifts and gifts mm-hmm. and people are not receiving it the way that we're giving it yeah and so people tend to lose interest in wanting to give gifts now. Yeah. Right? Because they're like, not everybody's love language is receiving gifts. Yeah. So that changes as well when it comes to gift giving. But I, I love that you are receiving gifts now. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that too. Yeah. <laughs> love that. These The lights, they were a gift. <laughs> oh, love love it. It. oh, okay. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Thank you, whoever you are. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, that is really good. Is there a love language that you guys um, struggled with the most that you've seen that have changed today? Acts of service. Yeah, that's interesting. Because I never used to want people to do anything for me. Yeah. Like I was like, I'm, I got it, I'm good. And I was very much in that mindset of you know if you want something done right you got to do it yourself Mm -hmm. so i always did everything myself i never like wanted somebody to do something for me i also like i'm super pessimistic to the point where i kind of feel like people like would hold this over me if they Mm -hmm. did it for me so i was like i don't want anyone having anything on me i don't want to owe somebody something so i'm gonna just do everything myself because of whatever insecurity or reason that i had and then um I started just getting like super stressed out. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then I started like easing up my load a little bit when people actually asked me if I needed help, I'd be like, yes, help me. Wow, that's <laughs> and so then that, like, I think that just started developing a little bit more for me. Um, so now like whenever I do need help, I just, I ask for it and I, I How always does that reach make you out. Feel? Oh, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> and a lot of the time, yeah. was it like going back to childhood, right? Were you taught not to depend on anyone? I was. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? It's a great thing. I just learned this quote and it's like my new favorite quote. Ooh, yes. Believe in everyone, but depend on no one. 
Mm. Right, and that sits with me because that sits with me because of the fact that it's true. Like we can believe in everybody and everything they do, but depending on someone to do something for us may not come out the way that we expect it. But yeah. then that becomes a control issue too. Like yeah. I want the TV to look this way on this wall, and somebody comes and puts it on that wall, yeah. and it may not be the right angle, and then you get upset because they didn't do it accordingly to what you wanted. It. Right. right yeah but letting that go allows less stress for yourself like oh, mm-hmm. now i gotta do the whole thing all over again mm-hmm. and now i gotta redo it but sometimes it's just letting go of that fact of that control part and going you know what thank you so much that was actually something that i didn't have to do today and you did yes. it for me yeah yeah you see how different that is when you allow yourself to let go mm-hmm. of little things, right? And so going back to you as a child, being taught, because I was taught that too, never ask anybody for help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can do, if you don't, can't do it yourself, then you're not supposed to be doing it. Yeah. But today, I don't know how it was for our parents back in the days and how they did things. Mm-hmm. But today I feel like people are a lot different and I'm more confident to know that even if somebody was to hold something over my head, then that's a them issue. Yeah. That's not a me issue mm-hmm. because I've done, we've talked about what it is. You know what I mean? They, they offered. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the times people always say like, well, I did this for you. Did you, or did you do it because you want it to feel good for doing something for me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you offered, uh, you know, even if I asked, you said yes. Mm-hmm. I didn't put a gun to your head and tell you you have to say yes. And sometimes we as individuals need to get out of our head to mm-hmm. be like, get out of your head <laughs> to be like, you know what? Thank you so much for doing that. I really appreciate it. And then just letting that be instead of, you know, seeing them and being like, I have to go above and beyond because they did this for me. Yeah, and every right. time I see them, I have to go above and beyond for, you know, mm-hmm. we appreciate it. And that's to me is good enough to be yeah. able to say it once. But some people are insecure that they want to hear it all the time. Oh, remember that time that I did this for you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. remember that time that I did that for you? I don't like that. Yeah. No. And yeah, that's I don't, also I don't too, it could be like their love language of needing words of affirmation. Yeah. Oh, th- damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so like when you understand all the love languages and understand that it may not look the same to you Mm -hmm. than it does to someone else you then start seeing like when people need the affirmation the words of affirmation from somebody else they just need the extra love yeah but it's up to you to whether you want to give it to them or not Mm -hmm. you know and sometimes it's just nice just like me it doesn't bother me okay so Growing up, I had a really bad temper. Everybody knows me. I would snap. I didn't have patience for a lot of things. So for me to be in the mental health field 15 years, <laughs> Everyone's very the Lord surprised. was working on me. Yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy because a lot of people don't know what I do because it is very um, like I don't expose myself. I yeah. help those. And those who do know, they reach out. You know, I do free sessions um, because it's important to me that our community is aware, you know, they would pay hundreds of dollars for whatever it is. But when it comes to their mental health, that's something that they, they're like, eh, that's a white people thing. Right. Yeah. You know, that's, that's not for us. Yeah. We're good. We're going to just put it under the rug. And then with this generation, just recently, I, I want to say in the last two years, mm-hmm. um, we've had way too many suicides in our community. Yes. Um, and because that they were 
asking for help in different ways. Mm-hmm. People just didn't see it because it wasn't something that was being talked about in our families. I've seen podcasts out there, Polynesian podcasts that talk about mental health, mm-hmm. right? And I also know a community of us that all work together as Polynesian people. But the one thing that we all talk about is the lack of people wanting to come to us because they don't want to be judged. They don't want to talk about their family business. They, you know, we take so much pride of where we come from and the families that we're raised with. We feel like if we're talking about it, we're exposing them in a negative way. Yeah. And it's not that at all. You know, going back to the podcast Mm -hmm. not to go a little bit off of the five love languages but the reason why we even thought about the podcast was because of the fact that it was lacking in our own families Mm -hmm. yeah right and me being in this field how am i helping so many other people and missing it in my own family and of course it comes with denial right yeah. because Samoan people are supposed to be strong we're supposed to polynesian people are supposed to be strong we're yeah. proud people we come yeah. from happy people we come from all these great things but we don't want to talk about the things that we don't yeah pay attention mm-hmm. to you know and so love languages is the first thing that i always and i have workshops for it um as well with families with couples mm-hmm. and with women especially um just to kind of reroute yourself back into loving yourself first yeah and being open with these conversations about mental health yeah because what people don't realize is mental health is just like physical health how you work out every day is working on your physical health mm-hmm. your yeah. mental health is just your That's brain important it's just yeah. your brain working out your brain daily but for some reason that word is more taboo than physical health mm-hmm. right yeah so yeah going back to the love language thing um <clears throat> it changes because we change right our perspective of life changes whether we're mature whether we've gone through different type of trauma in our life or whether we're a lot more happier in different areas right mm-hmm. Um, those things are things to recognize as an individual, men or women. Mm-hmm. Like it's good to recognize those things and then capitalize on it, right? Yeah. Putting out great energy is better than putting out negative energy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, because then you end up receiving it as well. And like I know the one thing that we talked about is like this is a judgmental free zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we don't want to draw people away from what it is and we're not going to blame like my parents for the way they raised me we're not going to blame their parents for the way they were given the best tools that they were given yeah now it's our job to teach our future a little bit better and their job later on to teach better you know Mm -hmm. what i mean because we have more things to learn and the one thing about the mental health field is we are always growing. Yeah. There are mm-hmm. new developments in everything. Mm-hmm. So even say, for instance, if I graduate from life coach, you know, and get my certification, I'm still learning different things every six months, every month, because yeah. there's a new development coming out about a depression or about um, anxiety or, you know, and there's all these things. And because I'm more holistic, I don't like taking medicine. Yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't work for me. You know, and I'm not saying it doesn't work for everyone. And that's the reason why I chose the path to become a life coach yeah. versus a therapist. And I ain't gonna lie, financially, I couldn't afford to go to school, work, yeah. take care of my yeah. mom. You know yeah, what I mean? Like that. And then when I was introduced uh, to becoming a life coach through an, uh, another Polynesian mm-hmm. individual who was my life coach, mm. it was amazing because we're spreading that knowledge of awareness to each other. Yeah. And I see him succeeding. 
And, you know, I only want to succeed within my community so that everybody knows. Let's talk about it. Let's have those conversations. Let's get out of our head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Get out of your head. <laughs> and that's why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so um, going back to the love languages, have you, Rosie, dated yourself? <laughs> She's like, what? Divine date. <laughs> well, you know, spending some time. So now that you know your love language, yeah. right? And the quality time, um, that was the highest one for you? Or acts, acts of service, service is how it was the highest. Now, so yeah. do you know how your acts of service looks to you? I think what it looks like to me, um, at least to apply it to myself, what I've done for myself is I think the biggest act of service that I've done so far, especially going into this year was going to the gym um because i at a certain point last year definitely was not taking care of myself like mentally or physically and i was always like in just a negative space constantly and finally i got to a point where i said i need to stop doing this and i don't like that i feel this way and Mm -hmm. i i don't know like nothing i'm doing now is helping me so i need to do something different Mm -hmm. and that's when i decided to just start going to the gym and i was like i know that i know how i feel about the gym y'all okay like i i was dora (laughs) can tell you like i hated the gym i was never about to go to that gym it's a miracle like i went but when i started going um that's when i started noticing like big changes in my mental because i don't feel as i don't have any i don't have as many depressive episodes anymore mm-hmm. i it's very rare now that they come yeah. um and that's like a big act of service to myself just taking care of me and like physically taking care of me took care of my mental as well so yeah. i killed two birds with one stone yeah, <laughs> yeah well, now, now it makes sense like why acts of service is, is important, yeah, to you. Yeah. important to you and i'm glad that you're able to recognize that because when you're able to recognize that you are going to know how it looks when somebody is doing acts of service to you yep yeah. You know, and whether that is something that you know how to receive, that's something that you can start practicing because you now know how it knows how. I mean, you now know how it looks yes. because mm-hmm. you've been practicing it with yourself. Yeah. And so congratulations. Yes. I love that. I, I love really that do. Because, you know, it takes a lot for a person to come out of a negative space, mm-hmm. especially because you may just, you know, some people just don't know how to come out of it Mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of us that actually don't and sometimes our family and our friends may not be able to recognize it Mm -hmm. of course like i said we become selfish and go oh she just don't want to talk to us yeah if you take the time to be like wait you know what that's my friend you know that's my lover that's whoever it is my sister my cousin let me just text yeah yeah you know hey sis how you doing you know i'm gonna come over yeah You know, and really seeing what that person is going through, it allows you to know like, dang, you know what? I was thinking about myself and I wasn't thinking about that person, Mm -hmm. you know, and as friends, you know, we tend to get caught up with life, work, Mm -hmm. relationships, kids. I'm at a phase where all of my friends have kids. Yeah. (laughs) And so Mm -hmm. we have a group text (laughs) with me and my best friends and I'm always, you know, we all send stuff out like randomly, yeah. but um, if they don't respond back, I'm not hurt by it. Yeah. Before, like, hi, is she, is she okay? And then I would text individually. Yeah. Sis, are you mad at me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I had to understand, and that's where we have to understand as well. Like, you know what? I know them well enough to know, like, they're probably busy with their kids. Right. But then I also know, like, if they're just not responding, let me just on the side like sis just wanted to check up on you yeah how are you doing you know because then like you said when you were going through more of those times you know you took yourself out of it i don't know how did it go about with you and your surroundings um 
Well, I, it first started off when I opened up to my mom and I told her that I was like really depressed and Mm -hmm. I didn't know what direction I was going in life and it was really getting to me. And so she, she, we never talked about mental health growing up. We never talked about anxiety or depression Mm -hmm. growing up, but I know she understands that I get very sad at certain times um, because it's happened before in life and she tries her best to understand. um, So She'll just ask me like, okay, well, what is going to help you? Like, what do you think is going to help you? I was like, I don't know. But I opened up to her and told her like, yeah, I'm just, I'm getting to that point again. Like I'm getting really sad again. And she was like, okay, well, is it your job? Is it, is it your friends? Like she only said my friends because she don't like some of my friends. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like sometimes my mama, like she'll just be like, is is it this particular friend? Because I don't think you should have that. <laughs> so like, but it'll be and i was and i open up a little bit more and i'm just like i don't think it's any of that i think it's just because i don't like how i feel about myself anymore yeah and then that kind of is what spun it all off mm-hmm. and so she was like okay well what do you want to do like you already do your makeup all the time so yeah. clearly like it's not that so what mm-hmm. is it and i was like i don't know i think i just don't like how i look like anymore like yeah. my appearance i don't like how big i look anymore mm-hmm. and she was like okay I'll go to the gym and I was like, all right. <laughs> so that was still a conversation. And that's yeah. amazing because you had somebody, even though like people would probably be like, oh, Dana, that was kind of harsh the way mm-hmm. that she said it. But it was a conversation that needed. Mm-hmm. You and your mom's relationship is not a therapist and a client relationship. Oh, yeah. You know? oh, yeah. And so for her to be able to even be like, so what is it? Let's let's figure out what it is. Mm-hmm. That was somebody that took the time out to, you know, and yeah. because too, you were able to be open enough to her. Yes. Right. A lot yeah. of the, a lot of people are not open enough to share it with an individual or um, especially a family member yeah. because we don't want to get judged. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes too, in our home, that's where the toxic, mm-hmm. you know, environment is. And so it's like, oh, if I tell them that I'm going, that I'm feeling sad, they're going to be like, why are you feeling sad? You have a house over your head. Yeah. You have a roof yeah. over your head. You have shoes over your head. I feed you, you know? every day. Yeah. food on the table. Why are you having children in Africa? They, yeah. they, they go yeah. all the way over there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and that's where it goes back to like us understanding and knowing like, like, how can we become better to other people in that mm. sense of recognizing whether they're depressed? Because yeah. sometimes they don't recognize that, too. And, I, you know, like, even for especially the younger generation today, like, depression has become its highest most recently yes. in the last, what, five, six years. Yeah. And I know a lot of it had to do with COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it had to do with social media, you know, yeah. having to be able to level up on a standard that social media needs you to be and you know i've been through it Mm -hmm. you know and i also the difference for me was being even in the field doesn't mean that i don't recognize it you know what i mean like i still didn't recognize like why am i coming to work and i didn't want to this is something that i love to do Mm -hmm. like i wake up and people are like you work so much like how are you working 16 hours a day like when do you get time to sleep i'm like what i did work i forgot because that's you know that's how much i love what i do yeah and when i stopped hating when i started to hate what i was doing or feeling like i don't want to get up to go and do what Mm -hmm. i want that's when i knew something was wrong yeah you know something was wrong and a lot of it was because i was giving 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 but i wasn't pouring back Mm -hmm. in and that's a big thing especially i don't want to say just in the polynesian community just in communities period Period, yeah right especially with women and i don't want to like say like men don't do that men do it as well i just don't know how that looks for them yeah i only know how it looks for us as far as women 
we're taught as young girls to take care of your brothers, to take care of your parents, to yeah. do this, clean the house. So we're always doing acts of services and we're giving, but we're not never giving to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So as a child, you're taught to do things certainly like a certain way, but then you're never taught. How do we replenish that back into yeah. ourselves? You know, like how do, how do, what makes me feel good to give acts of service to myself? Right. And you don't really learn that until later on in the years, because then you have the money to go and self-love yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Money now. Yeah. <laughs> but when you're younger, you know, like even having the conversation like that with your parents, it's like, eh, you don't need shoes. You have shoes. Mm. You don't need this because it looks materialistic to them. Yeah. yeah. Instead of more like. You Why know, do you feel like you need this? Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, are, that conversation. Yeah. And, you know, you get a lot of people too today that's like, well, they're just soft yeah and the thing is uh when that happens we then neglect the feelings that that individual is having Mm -hmm. that's the part that that is um why then suicides happen depression happens yeah that's because then they're like okay why am i gonna say why am i even gonna share it if they're just gonna throw it away and tell me like and invalidate and make me feel so small about it yeah and that's that's definitely something that i think a lot of people don't realize too like the your the your friends or the people in your life that are going through something in like a a depressive state or they're they're just going through something and they just don't know how to get out of it and they feel like they're drowning they see you saying these things like they see you saying oh they're just soft like oh this generation's weak like they see these things and they're like okay well i can't go to you clearly because you're not gonna understand you think i'm soft you think that what i'm going through is Mm -hmm. not that serious Mm -hmm. and so i can't trust you with it with this information because you're just gonna make me feel like shit Mm -hmm. yeah and so they don't and then let's say something happens and all of a sudden you're like well why didn't you come to me gee i wonder why (laughs) yeah Yeah. exactly so it's really being sensitive to the fact that every generation is different because you know what my parents they had a different generation and lifestyle because they're from the islands Mm -hmm. so being first generation american raising american kids there was a lot of disconnect Mm -hmm. yeah right because they were like no it's amwa you know i'm like mom we're in america yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) now we have kids which become second generation here in america and we're trying to teach them differently from what our parents taught because we think maybe our parents were too rough on us yeah and now like when our kids are crying to us and asking us that they need help in certain areas that that don't look like buying things right or cooking things or you know they don't know how to go about it so their reaction to everything is always going to be oh well they're soft you'll be okay Mm -hmm. because why then it refers back to what their parents taught them yeah when you know when i would cry and my parents would be like why are you crying for you know in samoa we walk you know no <laughs> we shoes walk through the snow yeah. <laughs> exactly, you know and so we then, only got and so there was that understanding of knowing like my parents came here with nothing yeah and so they made the best of what they came with and they only taught me what they knew mm. yeah now for me when i see something that i can't solve then i go back to what my parents taught me but we have to remember our kids are a lot different today yeah because we raise them different than the way our parents raised us Mm -hmm. so when you're shutting them out and saying oh well you know back in the days when you don't like they're different because you've given them everything that Mm -hmm. our parents didn't give us yeah you gave them more attention you gave them more um clothes you know things that just kept them in style whatever it is Mm -hmm. right and then social media on top of that yeah, it's going to play an effect because we didn't have social media growing up, let alone in Samoa back in the 80s mm-hmm. and 60s and 70s. They didn't have that either. Yeah. So it's a lot different with having to 
what is it with having to um, feel like you're already behind in life. Yeah. And then your family or your friends, you know, you share with them a problem. And sometimes too, you know, people are like, eh, but they're always talking about their problems. Yeah. You know, okay, well then that doesn't mean you have to shun them out. Just redirect them to a different area. Mm-hmm. You know, it's this, I don't know the answers because we're having the same conversation over and over. Yeah. But you know what? I know this specific individual that does help with life coach or a therapist that helps. Yeah. Or you know what, there's a program that, you know, a sister awareness program, like this may help you too, because I feel like I want you to heal, Mm -hmm. but you coming to me, it's not helping because I don't know the advice to give you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's okay to have those conversations, conversations and say it like that. Yeah. Versus going, sis girl, you always talking about it. It's starting to get on my nerves. Yeah. Cause it makes the person feel invalidated and it makes Mm -hmm. them feel like, yeah, but who am I going to talk to then? Mm Mm-hmm then they go somewhere else and then it's not right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then something happens. And like you said, how come they never talked to me about it? Oh, yeah. they was talking to you oh, about it. Talk- <laughs> you straight up said, I don't want to hear this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and that's yeah. why too, if you think about it, more people are talking about their business online mm-hmm. and people are like, Oh, why do they always talk about their business online? Cause they obviously can't get it in their home. Right. They're not getting the advice that they're seeking from their home so when they post it on facebook you know or they post it on instagram or whatever it is it's because that's a cry for help absolutely that's what it really is is a cry for help and if we can't recognize that and we're too busy judging them Mm -hmm. when it's our turn and then people do that to us then that doesn't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it doesn't help the whole situation. Now you want us to feel bad yeah. for you. Like, when yeah. you yeah. feel bad yeah. for nobody yeah. else. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I forgot where I read, but somewhere it said that humans go through 90,000 thoughts a day mm-hmm. and 85% of them are all negative. Mm-hmm. And the next day, 95%, it's going to be repetitive. Those same negative thoughts. Exactly. So that just blew my mind. I was just, just like, blew my mind. yeah, like 85% of those thoughts are all negative. And that's why, you know, with the podcast and with self-love, we're just like, that's why we need the podcast. That's why we like, you know, we kept pushing it back and stuff, but we're just like, man, we need it so much because mental health is everything. Yeah. And so when I read that, I was so blown away by it that, and then I don't know, I read somewhere else where I said like one in three people are depressed mm-hmm. are dealing with suicidal ideation and things like that <laughs> i was like there's three of us here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or depressed like yeah. you know even, even just thoughts of yeah it. thoughts of it or just mm-hmm. being depressed and so that just opened my eyes and brought so much self-awareness by getting out of your head and just thinking everywhere around someone is going through something and yes. we don't know and you know depression it has a smile. It has everything you would never know. Yeah. They always say the ones that you think are the most happiest are the ones that are really struggling. Yes. yes. You know, but it's easier for us to suppress that and cover it up by making jokes. Right. By um, being present in a s- situation where it's like, yeah, I want to be the life of the party. Mm-hmm. I'm the one that's sticking out because I like that attention because deep down inside, I'm struggling so hard. I don't know how to deal with it. And I don't think if I show this part of myself that they're going to love me the same way that they love me as this person. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. That applies to me now, but in dating, it's so weird. Mm -hmm. I like, since we're talking about love languages and everything. (laughs) Uh, um, I like went through like a whole realization with myself, like literally yesterday. And cause I was like, I'm back dating. I was going to tell you Dora, but, uh, (laughs) but you can hear it now. now. (laughs) Um, But I'm back to dating again. And um, 
I know I always like I before like years before I would always ask myself like how come like they don't stick around like why don't they stick around like I yeah I know what I offer but at the same time I was like I literally am like perfect for you like you know like mm-hmm. I'll, but I like, had to dissect that and I was like well why did I think that I was perfect for them is it because I was making myself perfect for them or is mm. it because I was actually a good match to who they are and yeah, where they like are compatible yeah them, like. was i actually compatible with them mm. and i noticed that for me i was just like taking certain characteristics that i already had but i was putting way more emphasis, emphasis. Yeah. on them Ooh. depending on whoever who the guy was. Yep, yes. mm-hmm, yeah who the guy was and who what he liked and so i i, I don't know why i realized all this yesterday <laughs> at like because we're gonna be here today <laughs> that's why yeah but yeah i was just like oh so i was like dang like and so i was like did i even give myself a chance to like shine like actually the whole Mm -hmm. part of me actually shine through and or like did i only emphasize certain parts so that a guy would like me so i was talking to my friend jasmine and i was just like you know like i think that the difference now with dating for me is that i just want to be able to share myself like mm-hmm. actually share myself mm-hmm. not just little parts of me that i think yeah. someone's gonna like just but like, everything but everything mm-hmm. the me whole too. thing yeah i agree yeah like and just like because i'm very i notice that i'm very well received by women mm-hmm. but i kind of like shut off certain things when it comes to trying to be received by a man yes and so i was like well if i'm well received by women and i love me women all right <laughs> i love me some women mm-hmm. then I have zero reason to shut myself, like to shut off any part of myself if I want to be received by a man. And if that man don't want to receive that, then he can go. Yeah. So that comes from an insecurity. Uh, Well, (laughs) (laughs) yes, yes. No. And the reason why I'm going to break it down a little bit is because um, sometimes like it's harder for us to be completely naked Mm -hmm. and not physically Mm -hmm. just, our raw self because there's a lot of things that we know deep down inside we're not ready to expose Mm -hmm, that to people mm -hmm. especially when it comes to romantic relationship and that's where like going back to dating yourself right um using the five love languages on yourself Mm -hmm. because then you know wait i thought i liked this but i really don't Mm -hmm. yeah you know um it allows you to really sit there with yourself live in the moment of course of what you enjoy and what you don't enjoy that when you do end up being in a romantic relationship with someone else as an individual you're not feeling like you're um embarrassed to Mm -hmm. show them that little part of parts of yourself Mm -hmm. yeah because we all have those dark closets inside of ourselves right and we don't want to expose that because we always from you know foot forward or whatever that saying is we want to show the best parts of ourselves yeah and then when the bad parts start to come out the person that we're dating is like who is this person where's she come from (laughs) crazy that's why they always say women are crazy right because it's always been within us not to be crazy but certain dark things Mm -hmm. because we don't want to expose that and we wait six seven months later and then it hits the roof and then we're like just like we're spilling everything out and they're like men are very simple they're like where the hell did she just come from like this is not the person that i've been dating for and it's because we hold it in because we're embarrassed to bring it out even vice versa with men too i'm sure with men yeah months Mm -hmm. down the line you're like wait hold on where did all this (laughs) what and i feel like that's why we're so wrapped up in the honeymoon phase we're like wait hold on this is not the person that was that i met 
you know, two mm-hmm. months into this, where did all this come from? Because then you really start showing your ass. Yeah. Yes. Right. And when you start showing your ass, it's not pretty. It's not yeah. a pretty ass. Yeah. It's like that flat lumpy <laughs> get in there yeah in it, ain't there. No, it ain't no great bbl it's not self-made this yeah. is natural and with this natural yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh-huh. and in that you know that's why even for men i encourage them to date themselves too and i know yeah. like with some men it's a masculine thing like oh, yeah. i ain't gonna date myself well then let's change the word yeah you don't have to date yourself Invest if in that yourself. investing in yourself i love that word yeah. <laughs> you get what i'm saying like, invest sometimes trauma comes from the word itself yeah like it triggers them like i'm not gonna date myself that's a girl thing mm-hmm. okay well then invest in yourself yeah even the word date Same is thing. scary for people oh like, yeah well, yeah date, well because it seems like you're lonely yeah dating yourself only lonely people say that yeah right you know and so when we change those words and they are the same meaning yeah. just in a different form if that makes you comfortable then say invest into yourself mm-hmm. man invest into yourself invest it's into very yourself. important that you do that so that you come into the relationship knowing too right what you're giving is your true self because if you can't do that for yourself you can't expect a relationship to last long if you're not gonna already show who you are and what i'm yeah. i'm not saying like come the second day and you're like oh how come you ain't doing this and how come you like okay that we want to ease into that right. but we don't want to hide the things that we're scared to show yeah because it's going to come out eventually and there's that saying what's in the dark is eventually going to come to yep, light yep. i agree it's just a matter of time so you know being able for men and women to share that with each other have conversations recently i was and i don't talk about my dating life right i'm very like private about that but recently i had to let someone go because they were toxic and having that conversation he was surprised yeah he was surprised because i you know after a while i was like um how come you're not texting me are you talking to someone else we're just talking yeah i'm not you know and after the first couple times i was like okay you know what i can already see that he is um insecure Mm -hmm. and i don't want to capitalize on that so i was like hey you know what i'm working i'm gonna give you the hours of my job just so you know if i'm not responding this this might make you feel a little bit better yeah but it didn't help it actually got worse and then i had to be like okay you know what let's take some time out because we need to have this conversation mm-hmm. and he's like why are you gonna not talk to me no more like he always kept referring back to that yeah and so i said well i feel better if we actually have the conversation versus me texting you because that's the way that i want mm-hmm. to have this conversation you know if you don't then we don't have to anyways when we had the conversation i shared with him like your insecurities is bringing me down and i'm in a great space mm-hmm. and i feel that you need to work on yourself to know what you know what is it that's bothering you i don't think it's me i think maybe in every relationship that you're attempting to be in the reason why it's unsuccessful is because you are so obsessive with them to calling you back like you all obviously have abandonment issues yeah. right and we're barely talking we're only it's been two months mm-hmm. and already it's feeling overwhelming for me yeah. and i'm starting to change my ways to better you i'm not better you but to make you feel better yeah right like okay well here's my schedule maybe this might help okay well you know what i can talk to you at this and this time like when i started to come out of myself i said okay you know what there's a great thing to compromise but Mm -hmm. then when you're losing yourself and you can see it stop it then that's when you create your boundaries and say okay thank you for your time and i do wish you the best but at this moment we're just not good for each other because you're not really helping me it's actually making me feel 
like I'm catering to your needs without having to, you know, like make me feel good as well in the relationship. And so that goes back to the insecurities, him not investing into himself. And even when I brought that up, like maybe you should just date yourself for a little bit, date myself with the (laughs) hill. You know, and I was like, (laughs) I mean, invest invest into yourself, you know, but I mean, it's in both ways for men and women. And a lot of men, I don't know if they take the love language test, but I encourage you guys to take it, (laughs) to invest into yourself because then you know what it looks like. Yeah. You know, especially when a woman is doing something and the person, like, if you really like someone, have that conversation. Like, let's take the, and most couples that I do have Mm -hmm. one-on-ones with, they're funny because when we do the love language it's like his is always physical touch is always a high number right mm-hmm. and then the wife or the other half is like yeah but the way he physical touches like he's groping me oh. you know and he's like oh i didn't know that you didn't like that <laughs> well <laughs> also context clues help you know like if she ain't feeling it maybe she don't like it <laughs> and with that it's like you guys never have the conversation of what physical touch looks like you yeah. know and and you know of course they're like no you know he just does it and it bothers me and he'll be like oh that's why you push me away well context clues guys (laughs) comprehension (laughs) skills so even within that i think that is something that couples should take together um Mm -hmm. and it's not because to see if you're compatible or anything it's to it's to understand that hey she likes acts of service let me step my game up babe how does your acts of service look like do you want me to cook for you or clean the bathroom or the car because your acts of service may not be the same Right. And that's where we go into quality time, how you said how it looks mm-hmm. for you now. Mm-hmm. Right. The acts of service for you is you going to the gym, taking care of your physical fitness. Mm-hmm. That's why you know how to give back to yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, how that looks in someone else giving that to you, I feel like you're more aware today because yes. you know how it looks when you're giving it to yourself. Mm-hmm. And that goes for you too. Yeah. Yeah. Acts of service. Like I just, I love taking myself on dates. I love going to the movies and I love going to the gym Mm -hmm. because that was also something. Yeah. That was also something for me. I'm like, why do I, why am I going through these depressive episodes? And I've come to find that it's because I don't love my, like how I look physically. Yes. Right. And I always tell everyone this, that how you feel on, on the inside is going to reflect on the outside. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the inside was, you know, some work done there. <laughs> <laughs> Needs some maintenance. <laughs> but yeah, and you know, I so, like I love that you brought up your story, um, you know, with dating that individual. Because I have come to find that when you put your home, when you put your home in, per, in a person, place, or a thing, it gives them the opportunity to leave you home. To leave you homeless, right? And that's why mm. you feel so drained because you've given and compromised and sacrificed so much of your morals, your boundaries, that now you're left, you feel like an empty shell. That's what depression is, right? Yeah. You just feel like you're walking around in the shell of a body. Yeah. And so I love that we're talking about like not hiding parts of yourself mm-hmm. because I feel like when you're showing up as your true authentic self, at least you can walk away knowing, hey, I gave everything that I could. I showed everything that i am and if it's not good enough for this person mm-hmm. then i'll be accepted somewhere else ah. yeah yeah exactly yeah. because then at least you know like you're not walking away like wait i'm the perfect person for them yeah why did they not see that right you, you know, know why? You yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And most of the time i feel like some relationships just don't work out because you're you're not really being your true yourself self. yeah 
you know, because I mean, let's be real. You can only fake it for so long. You can yep. only smile for so long, even when they're messing up. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Your smile goes. For, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I always say if people don't tell me if you know you're a good person, if people don't tell you, eventually God will tell you. God yeah. will show you whether it be a feeling, another person or just like you said, everything always comes to light. What's kept in the dark. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I love that we're having this conversation about the I love languages because as you evolve, everything changes. That's everything why I'm changes. glad that you do that with couples, yes. right? You're not the same person when you married them 10 years ago. Yeah. And it's funny because I do it with the Fit Sisters when I do a check-in. Yeah. Um, and the reason why I do that is so that uh, the check-in is always a third week because it's a six-week program. The third week because that's when they're struggling the most. That's where they feel like there's that stomp. Yeah. Because they went so hard the first week. And the second week, they're like, oh, my gosh, my knee's hurting. Yeah. yeah. You, you went from not working out to, like, going to the gym, spending two hours and lifting weights. But it's it's time, yeah. right? It's just progressing little by little. You don't yeah. have to go with the 10. You can just go with the one first and then step up to a two. And, and I, it took me a long time to learn that. So I didn't just learn that, you oh, know, yeah. like, right away. It took me a while. But the third week was because at that point, they're questioning themselves. Mm-hmm. Am I worth this program? Forget it. I'm not going to do it. I don't have time to do it. Something came up. Yeah. You know, and that's you giving to everyone else and not giving to yourself. Mm -hmm. So being able to even understand, like at that moment, let's do a love language test to see where you are mentally at this point. And a lot of them, the highest rate is always acts of service. And then I have to ask them, well, are you giving to yourself before you're giving to anyone else? Yeah. And of course, that answer is always Always no. no. I'm a mom, I take care of my kids, I take care of the household, I work, I come home, you know, take care of my parents. There's so many things of us taking care of everyone else, but we're not taking care of ourselves. And I feel like that third week check-in helps because then it aligns back for their purpose of joining the program yeah, and going, you know what? I forgot that for a second, but you're right. I deserve to be in the gym because I want to lose weight. Mm -hmm. I want to look good so I can feel good Mm -hmm. or however way that looks. And when they do that, and they remind themselves as a group, and we do it as a group with women, because women are funny. We love to clown and, you know, yeah. some of them like, sis, I love getting gifts, but why am I 4%? And I'm like, sis, does your husband give you gifts all the time? Yeah. She's like, yeah, he always buys me stuff. And I don't know why he buys me stuff all the time. I'm like, so that's not a need that needs to be, because yeah. it's being met now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the reason why, like for you, you like it and you're looking at your percentage going, wait, but I like getting gifts. Why is it 4%? Why is the lowest? It's because it's being met. Someone's mm-hmm. taking care of that for you. Yeah. So it's almost as if like it's an unconscious thing. Your husband's always walking through that door, buying you stuff. You're like, babe, thank you. Thank yeah. you. But to somebody who scores higher, right, may not get gifts that much. Yep. So when that person or the person and an individual gives them something they appreciate it like oh my gosh thank you so much because no one's giving them anything yeah. so when they are receiving they're receiving with the utmost gratitude and like oh my gosh yeah you know the way so that's why i say knowing the percentages are it's important mm-hmm. because then at that time in your life like you said before it was something else mm-hmm. now it's something because you're in a different space in your mind yep. and in yes. your body yeah yep I really got to thank you guys because I received so much free therapy today. Thank you for <laughs> joining yeah, us. I, thank I you know. Guys. I love it. Yeah, thank you so much. But yeah, I mean, is there anything that we wish to instill into our listeners coming from this podcast? Because I know that's something that we would. Yeah. What is something that we hope our listeners walk away 
with feeling or wanting them to know and take? Um, for me, I just hope that you guys can learn a lot, right? We will be taking questions of certain things. Everything is anonymous. We won't expose you um, because I know it takes a lot for someone to actually take that step of asking a question that whether they're going through or someone else they know is going through. So reaching out is really important. Um, we do have a Instagram and it is. It's the out of my head podcast which you'll see. <laughs> I'm like, okay, here we go. Here's which, part. You, which will be created <laughs> when you see this episode. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah you reach out on, um, on that as well mm-hmm. as um, when, you know, on the bottom of the comments, mm-hmm. um, I'm here to help for free. Yes. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, I think it's important. I know people, I know some people are like, oh, you don't get paid for it. Well, you know what? It's important to me that I try to save a life yeah. and understand someone and God will reward me in the future. Yeah. So that's more important to me. 